This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it, please stop it. (laughs) Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, great to be here with you on the BetQL Network. Where every game is Game 7, you get no hot take BS on this show. We bring you bets, we bring you sports, and today, the Sports Equinox, we're going to bring you a lot of both. And we are coming to you live today from the Odyssey app, from the BetQL app. We'll be simulcast by the the studs at stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, twitch.tv back, backslash BetQL, and we are on radio stations nationwide, including Sirius Channel 217 and XM Channel 205. Ken and I here bringing you the wagertainment as we talk all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com and do so please on this M3. We got three words and they all start with the letter M. Magnificent. Football Monday. October 30th, the penultimate day of October of the year of our Lord 2023. Uh, tomorrow's Halloween, if you couldn't tell. Our show is on Twitter at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram at the Costos. And Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper on X, now and always. Be fist pumping in a couple of minutes. At Lockie Lockerson. And on this magnificent football Monday, we bring you one wonderful guest. And it's going to be our pal, Alex Christensen, better known to you and yours, of course, as Noobs. Noobs. The Noobster going to join us today talking all things NBA, bets for tonight, big picture storylines from our pal Noobs. For people wondering, where's Drew Dinsick? Where's the Whale Capper? We'll be joined by Whale coming up a little later this week. Whale uh, on assignment today, aka like he's, I think he's traveling somewhere. But Noobs. Will join us 4:40 p.m. Eastern time. Always great to have our pal Alex Christensen on the show. Plus, P squared, B squared for week number nine in the National Football League. All our early bets, all our early analysis for the entire slate coming up in the National Football League this coming weekend, including Sunday morning from Frankfurt, Germany, and not from South Beach, not from Arrowhead, but from Frankfurt, Germany. You know, Germany. Uh, yeah, and it's not just not, oh, not not one of the most important games of the season. All good. We'll have it in Germany. The Chiefs and the Dolphins on Sunday morning from Frankfurt, Germany. That will give you Thursday night football with the Steelers and the Titans, where we think we know the quarterbacks for both teams, but can't be 100% sure. Welcome to midway through the NFL season. All our thoughts on the entire slate as we move along. 
It's Monday. You know what that means. Day one of Lochmas is coming up. Santa's going to tell you how to bet the national championship market in college football. And we have an absolutely loaded final hour, power hour of the show on this Sports Equinox today on this Magnificent Football Monday. Bets of Steel, loaded night on the ice in the National Hockey League. NBA best of the best, loaded night on the hashtag hardwood. All our bets for tonight in the NBA side total and props. We'll talk game three of the World Series with the Rangers and the Diamondbacks tied up at a at a game apiece. Rest in peace to my Rangers sweep bet. Uh, tied up at a game here in the desert now. Very interesting in the, uh, in the fall classic. And of course, side total and props is week eight and the NFL concludes tonight in Motown. All our bets for the Raiders and the Lions in Detroit in the final hour of the program. We are locked and loaded here. Magnificent Football Monday. A lot going on in the world of sports. How great is that? Ken Barkley, how's it going? Yeah, uh, I'm great. Not just uh, not just a lot going on in the world of sports, but I don't know if you feel this way. Maybe it's the trade deadline or uh, or just the, the weekend of games that we had where every team was playing. So that's obviously going to be different than, than some other weeks. It feels like there's a lot going when I say there's a lot going on in the NFL it's like welcome to every single week it feels like there's a lot going on in the NFL and I feel like we're close to like a lot of things changing and I don't just mean like trades or like things that could happen like we've kind of gone through this first like six seven eight weeks and for the most part like a lot of things have kind of like stayed the same right like oh, let's say up until yesterday's games it was like all right like the good teams are this and the bad teams are this and even the middle teams, we feel like we have like some kind of order of what this is. And the awards are most likely to go to these people. And it was like all kind of, I felt like for three or four weeks, everything was moving in the same direction. Like the good teams are this, and the MVP is this, and the rookies are this, and the defensive player of the year is this, and the Super Bowl favorites are this. And yesterday, and I feel like is actually just the start of what I think I referred to you in a text earlier today as like a hard pivot, meaning that the things that we think we know about the NFL, I feel like a lot of them are potentially, there are, they're already changing and they might change like even more as we get into the second half of the season. Like whatever's been going on doesn't have to just keep going on. I think we saw that yesterday with a lot of these performances. So I just, I was in the lab, I was in the office like all morning this morning, betting a lot of stuff, doing a lot of work on a bunch of things. And every time I would get to a new market, I'd be like, man, it kind of feels like this whole thing might just get flipped up a little bit and something really something different might start happening. Uh, I'm curious if you feel the same way, just that like, I think more than most Sundays, I like feel like I, you know, I not that I learned the most from yesterday, but just it felt impactful. And it felt like things are like maybe turning from what we used to think a few a few weeks ago. Before I give you my opinion on that, I, I just feel like my natural curiosity and I try to always think like what, what our audience is looking for, like when you and I are doing a segment together, uh, give give us something that, that you think is about to make a, like a hashtag hard pivot here and then I'll give you my opinion because you said you think a bunch of things you were betting about, you don't have to, and it's not even like reveal like the bets, we can do that obviously over the course right. of the show and over the course of the week, but give us one like big picture thing in the National Football League, Ken, that you think we're about to see a pivot on as we approach week number nine, which by the way is the halfway point in the, uh, the NFL regular season uh offensive rookie of the year and just how we think about quarterbacks is uh i the market is very concretely set in the idea that cj stroud is ahead of everybody and not just ahead like way ahead like minus 175 minus 180 and he and bryce young played yesterday we talked about this and it was like it it felt to us like an important game where if Bryce Young had won the game, which he did, it would have meant that to some degree he outplayed Stroud in the game. And if he outplayed Stroud and their records weren't going to be that dissimilar, like they're not 
you know, Houston's won more games, but like neither team was going to make the playoffs or have a big time record. And statistically, they would end up compressing. We're sure that like Stroud's not that he can't be ahead way, way, way ahead versus Bryce Young, who just beat him. We're sure about that. And that Will Levis, who sort of like lightning in a bottle, like starts yesterday and four touchdown passes, everyone sharing the cross the field, like over the shoulder throw. Uh, I think that was the last touchdown, right, that he had of the four. Just like outrageous plays. And it's not that like these other quarterbacks have to win, but, you know, we came to the year with four, like, four quarterbacks being drafted that we thought were had the potential to be big time, especially three in the first four picks. Richardson gets hurt, but we like came into the year, like remember a draft season and talk about the teams. Like these were the four names that we talked about. And through only a few games, the market has like determined that Stroud is just like has to be the guy. And I like, I bought a lot of him too when uh, Devon Achan got hurt. But like now, now that we've had these games yesterday, like, I don't, I don't, I think Houston might just not be very good and like might not be ready yet. And they're, and they have a good coach and they have a good quarterback, but like, maybe they're just not doing anything this year. And this week's game against Tampa will decide that the, the first thing that I saw this morning was just big, like huge favorite price on Stroud, big price on Levis, big price on Bryce Young, half the season left to play. We're sure this isn't going to just get like, not even wild. Like it doesn't even have to be crazy down the stretch. One of the other two could just be far ahead in four weeks or three weeks. And that's, and it's done. That was one market that stood out to me. And that's, that was affected by yesterday's games. Levis wins, which was great for me. And young beats Stroud, which was great for you. And those two games that we won on just like, again, like was surprised that there was that much difference between the three. Yeah. Uh, Betting on the Tennessee Titans was an immensely pleasurable experience yesterday with how that game awesome. turned out. It was really, yeah. it was just, it was real, and, and we survived the Taylor Heineke yeah. bullet also, which which was really awesome. Also, like, I gotta love Arthur Smith, by the way. Oh, like, actually, Desmond Ritter's good, and it's toxic groupthink from everyone. Yeah. That Desmond Ritter's not actually Don't be bad. toxic, well, Nick. Stop also, being toxic. Yeah. Also, Don't hey, Art. You you benched him. They can call it whatever they want. He benched Desmond Ritter in the game. I love how, like, for some reason, like, in 2023, we can't just say, like, a coach benches a quarterback. Like, last week, Kevin Stefanski benched Deshaun Watson, and then yesterday we saw Arthur Smith bench Desmond Ritter. These are both things that happened. This, it happened, and it's okay that it happened. I've got to make excuses. Oh, well, Watson, like, oh, you know, the, the back injury. It's like, no, like, you benched him. Sorry. And then Arthur Smith, oh, well, Desmond Ritter, concussion protocol. Also, like, he cleared it. And then he didn't come back into the game. You know what that sounds like to me? His ass got benched. <laughs> yes. Just, I mean, like. But Nick, like, he wasn't incredible. sitting on the bench. He was standing, so he couldn't have been benched because he wasn't sitting on the bench. But I, 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 you're right, and I do feel like just to to go back to what we were talking about before too. And you're right, like that was a very that was a very helpful game for considering the Packers no showed against Minnesota and uh. our terrible uh, Tennessee winning outright was really really that was very helpful. Uh, that was like my biggest bet of the week. We talked about it all week. That was great and. But just like to to just take that game and some of the other games again, like the reason why I said offensive rookie of the year first, could have talked about any market to start out with, is that it has all these other seeds in it of like things that are changing and things that we're going to talk about over the course of the show. Because like, okay, Stroud's the favorite. We talked about him and Young playing yesterday. Puka Naku is the second choice. We don't know if Matthew Stafford's thumb is okay. We don't know what's going to happen the rest of the year. Like that's not just an offensive rookie of the year conversation. That's that's this week's game. That's the, the rest of the games this season. That's that's are the Rams about to start tanking? That's like that conversation. Are they about to start losing every single game and maybe go under that six and a half win total that I thought was completely dead about three weeks ago? Um, is that going to start happening? He's the second choice. 
Jordan Addison's the third choice. Like the biggest single impactful injury story yesterday was Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles. He's going to be out for the season. What are the Vikings going to do? The trade deadline's tomorrow. Like everybody's tweeting pictures of Ryan Tannehill. Like that's it. That's what it is. Uh, like, is it, is it that? Is it something else? You know, like, like these are all the players. Bijan, we already talked about, played them. And then we get to like the two quarterbacks. And so it's just like in, in this award market are kind of these little hints of all the other things that are going on in these games that were really like swingy things yesterday. The, the, the Vikings were like going to make the playoffs. And now who knows? The Rams were at least going to keep being feisty the rest of the season. Now what does that look like? And then we have all these rookie quarterbacks. What are those teams going to look like the rest of the year? Is one of them going to kind of go on a run here? Is Young going to start playing better? Is Houston actually better than I think? Is Levis going to keep the reins when Tannehill's ready? Or is Tannehill getting traded in the next 24 hours? Like, those are all really interesting things. They're all somehow baked into this one market. I can tell you, if, if Ryan Tannehill comes back at any point, uh, assuming like Will Levis doesn't completely fall flat on his uh, face on Thursday night against right. the Steelers, and Ryan Tannehill like retakes the starting quarterback <laughs> job, we should like retroactively, like the way like Reggie Bush had to like give back the Heisman Trophy, like Mike Vrabel should have to give back Coach of the Year. Like he sure. should be stripped of, like retroactively stripped of Coach of the Year. If Ryan Tannehill starts another game for the Titans, assuming Will Levis yep. is healthy, like you got this I kid, agree. he's the future. Like I think it's I think it's time to play him. I have I have like a real hot take which doesn't matter because like the quarterback's injured it doesn't make a difference now i kind of think like the vikings might have like gone to the super bowl if if cousins <laughs> doesn't get hurt yesterday and he stays oh, man. healthy he was I, having a great I, season he's, he's having an outstanding season and like and like flores has done an incredible job with that defense bynum looks like ronnie a lot at like the back end of that secondary hunter sack and the quarterback like they're good and now here's here's jaron hall and maybe maybe they make another move um i guess here would be and there's so much to get to we will get to all of it we have the bucket conversation right how many teams do you want in your bucket that you think can realistically win the super bowl uh, your yeah. bucket, Ken, and correct me if I'm wrong, heading into this past week was the Cincinnati Bengals. Great call. Yep. They're my bucket also, because I got to tell you, they look really good. Can't wait to talk about their game against Buffalo on Sunday night. You had the Niners, who lose yesterday their third straight game. I think we think the Niners are getting back the on track. No, to be fair, lost to another Bengals. team in the bucket. Yep. And, and also, like, kind of like a misleading final score where the Niners played, like, sure. really well offensively in the game and had a couple had a couple turnovers, obviously. And then the Chiefs, who lost yesterday to the Broncos, I don't think either of us put a lot of stock in that result. Like, still think Kansas City is the most likely team. I mean, I'm speaking for you, maybe, but still think Kansas City, the most likely team to win the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, Kenny Gainwell fumbles inside the five for the Eagles. Jalen Hurts fumbles on a, a brotherly shove. The Eagles still win the game by seven, and thank God they did because I laid six and a half, and that was an important result for your boy in the early window yesterday. Any any thought on a on a hashtag edit to the old bucket in the NFC? Are you are you now willing to put the Philadelphia Eagles in the bucket of potential Super Bowl uh, winners here? Because right now the Niners are your only NFC representative. Eagles hosting the Cowboys coming up on Sunday. Can't wait for that game. Well, you could. You also could ask me, like, do I want to put Dallas in? You could have said that. I mean, they absolutely railroaded the Rams yesterday and played really well. And Dak played at an MVP level at least yesterday. And then the other thing is, like, the Niners are my only NFC team in the bucket. Uh, they would be going somewhere for a wild card weekend because Seattle is currently winning the division, the NFC West, because of of how quickly things have changed. And Seattle adding Leonard Williams today uh, from the Giants, which I, I'm sure you have an opinion on. Uh, do I want to change who's in the bucket? Honestly, <laughs> just when you think I'm gonna zig. I think I might zag. I think I just want Kansas City and Cincinnati now, and that's it. Okay. I think I, I think I got the winner. I don't. I don't like. 
you can have Philly. They're re they're really good. Like this is not I don't like Philly. Just how many teams do I need to feel like I like am very likely to have the Super Bowl champion? Maybe I don't want to kick San Francisco out of the bucket because Debo's been out and Trent Williams has been out. I'll give San Francisco like two more weeks and then I'll kick them out of the bucket. But like, you think a lot of people on this week didn't want Cincinnati in their bucket. You think they want him in the bucket now? I think I might've been early, but I wasn't wrong. Yeah, well, <laughs> I might, yeah. might've been early. It's like, yeah, it's like everyone now is like, yeah, man, you know, you know what might happen? Oh, like, oh, oh the Bengals the, are pretty good. Oh, it's yeah. like, yeah, oh, oh, you think after, after, after they, yeah, they beat yeah. the Niners on the road by two touchdowns? Yeah, probably. Probably pretty good. Also, great job by you, Ken, talking on Thursday about how the point spread on Sunday night might be affected, the opener. We've got some threes on the board coming up for the Bengals and the Bills on Sunday Night Football. On the other side, we'll begin our initial handicap of Week 9 in the NFL with the Steelers and the Titans on Thursday night. Levis towards the end zone. Got a man. Touchdown. Wow. Westbrook Aquino. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. You ready for the jingle? I got a text from my mom yesterday. Watch her listen to the show. She loves the, you love it at Levis. Levis. This old, like, yeah, this old, like, furniture, yeah. furniture company. There was, there were Levitts and you'll love it at Levitts was, was the jingle. You'll love it at Levis. And you know what? I did. Yeah. Titans fans did. Bro, I loved it a lot. Ma Oh man, I really, really, I really yeah. loved it at Levis yesterday. Loved it more than yeah. It's, it's it wasn't uh it wasn't you'll love it at Lambo. That was a totally different. We didn't like it at Lambo. We loved it at Levis. That's where we liked. It. I do you hate love? Yeah, I hate that whole team. Can I tell you? Can I tell you the dumbest thing about that? About what's going to happen the rest of the year with the Packers? If let's say the Vikings don't trade for someone, let's just say that happens. And obviously, for people listening, if anybody gets traded, we'll let you know. Trade deadlines tomorrow. Uh. I have a bet at MGM, actually. Plug, I have a bet at MGM from like week two. Will uh, will the Packers finish in the top two in the I NFC North? This. I think I have this bet also. Minus 130. Oh, yes, God. that they will finish. This was week well, two. So, wow. so they beat the Bears <laughs> and then we're like going into week two. And it was more that I like really didn't like the other two teams. It's like, will they finish in the top two? Yes. And let me tell you about the roller coaster ride that bet's been on so far, where the Packers just like won't stop losing, but the Bears also really won't stop losing. Like had a, like had the Bajan win, obviously, last week, but like they're terrible and they're really bad. And then this Vikings run, I was like, this bet's totally done. Totally done. And Cousins tears his Achilles. And now I'm like, are the Packers going to go like 5-12 and 12 and I win? Like that they're gonna have like a, like be top two in the NFC. Like, is that really gonna happen? Really, that's like gonna happen. Um, I can't believe that that bet is alive. And I know that doesn't matter to anybody else, but just like imagine if you're like top two in the NFC North. Be like, well, what did they finish? Yeah, five and twelve. Oh, so I didn't win. No, I got good news for you. You won. <laughs> like, well, how did I win? Let me tell you about this year, buddy. <laughs> Let me tell you about how this unfolded. I mean, just ridiculous. They might be the most maddening team in the league to watch, and had a million chances at the end of the game to like make well, it a game. Like they just terrible. and they just yeah. Right. You know what? Like the coach stinks, and like the players are kind yeah. of bad. Also, it's like it. It's, the receivers it's are a, terrible. It's a bad brew. Yeah. It's really. It is a really bad, bad brew. Um, they're bad at everything. And, and, 
I was um, and I'll give a plug to our guy um, Aaron Nagler, who's come on the show before, like a friend of mine who like covers the Packers for Cheesehead TV, like does an amazing job covering the Packers, and and he put a video out today, and I watched it, and he's basically like Packers fans, like this is gonna be a bad rest of the season, and it ain't about this year for the Green Bay Packers. It's gonna be about next year because all the players are really young, and I guess kind of like you know it wasn't just us, Ken, that kind of like liked Green Bay in the offseason because of the theoretical upside. It's like if Love is good, then you know like the, why can't this team win like nine? Well, I thought the coach was good. That was the problem is I thought the coach was really good because we'd never separated Rodgers and him before. And I was willing to believe like they won so much. And it was the only opportunity we had for him to be a head coach where I was like, I think he might be good. So it was really like, it wasn't a leap of faith. Like the record was there, but it was like, I, I think the coach is good. And so, so if love's good, then we're cooking. And it turns out that love's really bad. And the coach might be really bad. It's possible. Uh, It's, it's, I, at some point, they have to start doing something different in the first halves of games where they, they just they <laughs> can't move the ball at all. Yeah, and then the second half starts. What, they get shut out in every first half? Just right, yeah. And love it like, 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 like 35 passing yards or whatever in the first half against the Vikings. It's And then in the second half, they get it going a little bit. Now, maybe not in terms of points, but at least they're able to move the football, like get the ball, you know, into the uh, into opponent's territory. Like at what point do they start doing something different here? That's where I'm like, hey, LaFleur, like asleep at the wheel, Matt. I might say, like, he He's he's he sucks. I think I'm ready to say it that he sucks. Let's see how what happens on Sunday against maybe Brett Rippin and the Los Angeles Rams. I know both of us will have a betting thought on that game coming up well, two um, coaches, as we move along. Two coaches who know each other really well in that game too. Obviously, they're all from that all from the same tree. And now they're playing each other. <laughs> maybe oh. Lafleur is going to whip something up, or maybe maybe McVeigh is going to just own him with Brett Rippin. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't may, know. Uh, may, maybe Matt. I imagine Matt Lafleur like the Wolverine meme, looking at looking at the photo, and then you see <laughs> right. what the photo is, and it's like Aaron Rodgers, like in a Packers yeah. uniform, just like hey Aaron, like please come back and rescue me and my terrible sinking reputation. Speaking of sunk reputations, uh, we'll do the Steelers and Titans in a second. But how about my guy? But my guy Brian Dable yesterday. I don't know if we'll get to Giants Raiders today because the Raiders play on Monday Night Football, and I'll, I'll sneak peek right now. Daniel Jones is going to be back for this game, barring like something crazy happening on Monday Night Football. I do think the Giants will win next week on the road in Vegas, but we'll talk about that coming up tomorrow. Um, the Giants um, and the Seahawks pulling off the, up till this point the biggest move of the NFL trade deadline. Of course, we'll bring you any news if and when it breaks here on this magnificent Football Monday. Um, so about. 20 minutes before the show started, the Giants traded uh, stud defensive lineman Leonard Williams to the Seahawks for a second-round pick in next year's draft and a fifth-round pick in 2025. This is a really—it's a good move for the Seahawks, who are now find themselves in first place in the NFC West. They're 5-2. and two. The Niners have obviously lost three straight games. So the Seahawks are kind of pushing their chips in, and, like, you got to respect that. Did they overpay? Like, yes— but also, like, that's not how you judge, like, whether or not they win the trade. It's like, does Leonard Williams help push them over the top and maybe get them to conference championship Sunday, maybe get them to the Super Bowl? So I respect the move for Seattle. They did overpay. And for the Giants, it's a great trade for Joe Shane because Leonard Williams is on an expiring deal, clearly not part of their plans. They signed Sean Robinson this offseason. So clearly, like, they had a contingency, like, in the event this was going to happen or Leonard was going to walk in the offseason. So, so good move by Joe Shane, getting a bunch of draft capital, and Leonard Williams goes to Seattle so that there's your like just on field whatever analysis of the Leonard Williams trade but just on the Giants and this game against the Jets yesterday which set offensive football back to the Mesozoic era I mean just like made one of the worst offensively played football games you will ever watch more punts than total points scored in the game first time that's happened Ken since 1991 24 punts combined in the game from the Giants and Jets 
23 points scored. 13 by the Jets, and of course, 10 by the New York Football Giants. And this is not like a New York show, so I'll try and be really quick here, but I think, you know, people will want to hear my opinion of this, and I kind of like, I found myself, like, I I tilted this to the degree that I actually, like, missed doing things in fantasy football and, like, bets for the second slate of games that I wanted to place because I was so tilted. I was in orbit from the end of this Giants-Jets game yesterday. And, like, where Brian Dable, like, last year we loved Brian Dable, right? Brian Dable by making all the right moves, week one against Tennessee, going for two setting the tone for the season where the Giants overachieve big time, go to the divisional round, get waxed by the Eagles. But hey, man, coach of the year gets the team to the playoffs, resurrection of this once proud franchise. We're all feeling really good about Brian Dable. And then this season starts. And it's like, what the hell is this guy doing? And they've been playing better the last couple weeks. But like, we love Dable. And me specifically, I love Dable because the in-game decision-making was absolutely nails. He was always making the right calls. Brian Dable, in opposition to Joe Judge and Pat Shermer and Ben McAdoo would coach games to win as opposed to not to lose. So someone tell me what the hell this dude was thinking out there. And Ken, you texted me during the game and I got a good laugh. I think you wrote me, Brian Dable looks ridiculous. Like in the rain. This like is a the, blue like the, jacket. Like, like it's just yeah. also like, can, can you... Like, you can get away looking like that, like a slouch. You can get away looking like that when you win. When you're losing, you just look like a fool, Brian Dable. Just looks terrible. So someone tell me how. 10-7 at the end of the game. And I understand it's the third-string quarterback, and they literally, they actually literally can't pass. I, I get it. I get it. Fourth and one at the 18 with a, with a kicker who's hurt, and everyone knows he's hurt to the point that I almost like when, and I respect and like a lot of these people, I know some of them personally, the Giants beat writers on Twitter who after Gano misses the kick early in the game are like, well, actually, Gano's not healthy. To which I'm like, okay, then why is he active? Like if everyone, if it's an open secret that the kicker's left leg is his plant leg is injured, why is he kicking? Why, is, why do they not see Or release him! Get someone in there that can do the job. It just makes it makes no sense, and the excuse is being made. Well, well, actually, he's not healthy. Well, instead of like making that point that the kicker's not healthy, how about asking the question why he's active in the game? So, like, if this were like automatic Ram Gano, like, okay, thirty-five yards, make it a six-point game. Like, I get it. Like, if Justin Tucker were the kicker, Adam Vinatieri were the kicker, I'd understand it. But here's gimpy-legged Graham Gano, who's missed a couple kicks the last couple weeks, who that the don't that everyone's saying isn't healthy, and of course, predictably, he shanks it instead of going for fourth and one where Saquon Barkley got 36 carries in the game. Go get one yard and win the damn football game. Get one yard and win the damn game. Go do it, Brian Dable. Be a man. Coach to win, not not to lose. And then here, of course, Zach Wilson drives them down the field, field goal. And then in overtime, like, the, I am sitting there praying, please, please let the Jets win this toss and receive the kick in overtime. Because if the Giants win and receive, the game's over. Because they can't, they literally are not going to get a first down. They're going to punt, and it's sudden death, and the Jets are going to have the ball in good field position. you got to defer. The Jets have to get the ball first. Like, it's insane to me that, like, the Giants want to start things on offense. Like, with Tommy, it's a Tommy DeVito, baby. So, I think Brian Dable lost the game yesterday. Season's over. Season's over. And the coach who last year couldn't make one single solitary mistake now can't get one elementary single solitary decision right. So, yeah, really, really tilting. And that's my favorite team, season over. And we lost to the damn. I don't even dislike the Jets. I got a lot of friends that are Jets fans. I, I, I hope the Jets do great things this season. It's more fun when they're good. Just like, really? Like, this is what happens. All right. And the, and the, really, the really crazy thing 
like this is not a New York opinion at all. We talked about this going into this game. Like the it was a it was a, a weirdly stupidly important game for both teams seasons. And you see what the the Jets winning has done in a bunch of the markets. Like their playoff odds have plummeted a lot. Their win total is up to like eight and a half now. It was we talked about it was like five and a half, six and a half a couple weeks ago. Robert Sala, if they win, we won't do the Chargers game today because it's Monday night. If they win, he's definitely the favorite for coach of the year. And it might be like even money or something if they win that game like that's how much this thing is has caught fire and for the giants like you just look around you go god like atlanta lost to will levis like cousins tore his achilles and and they still won which is like doubly awesome for the teams that want to make it washington lost a game that they like could add against philly like everyone lost again rams everyone lost again on ir stafford stafford got hurt for the rams who the hell is going to be the seven seed in the NFC playoffs, like the honestly, the big favorite right now is Atlanta to be the seven seed, probably because the Saints will win the division and then it'll be like Dallas five, Seattle six or San Francisco six. Like pick whoever doesn't win the NFC West, like whoever doesn't win the NFC East is five. Whoever doesn't win the NFC West is six. And then like your candidates for the seven are literally like Washington, who might trade like they might not even who cares. They might not they might not even want it like Minnesota with blank quarterback. Green Bay, really? Uh, Tampa, Atlanta, and Rams with Hurt Stafford. Like who? Like the Giants win that game. The answer's like them. Like that's the answer. If like if like everything else in the other games plays out the same way, just crazy. Like Saquon gets a yard, you might be the favorite with Cousins and Stafford both hurt to get the seventh seed in the playoffs. Now the season's over. Now you might get the number one pick. Like it depends on how many games Arizona wins, but like you have a shot at that because there aren't a lot of teams in that bottom area. I got a text from uh, someone in the league today who just wanted my opinion, um, and the text was, "If the Giants get a top three pick, do you think they would take Harrison or a quarterback?" And just looked at my phone of like, really, like th- this You're is not ready this, for this is what it's I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I not didn't now. want. I yeah. I didn't want it to be this, and now this is what it is. I, I'm screaming at the TV, what are you doing sending Gano out there for the field goal? And then, of course, like in overtime, they get the ball first. And, of course, they don't get a first down because it was, they were never going to. <sighs> just really, just really frustrating. They're like this, I, got, I got sucked in yesterday as a fan, and that's what happens. Yeah. It's why, you know what? It's why being a fan's really stupid. Because <laughs> that's what happens. Uh, of course, being a fan is great, but that's a low, low. That's a low, that's low. Okay. Uh, let's at least okay. let's at least clear the imaging here. Let's play it, and then we'll sure. uh, we'll start Steelers Titans, and we'll carry imaging. it over to the other side. Oh. <laughs> Hashtag clear the imaging. Uh, pen, pencil, water, blank as we start handicapping Week Nine in the NFL. When an entire slate of games awaits, there's only one thing to do: get out your pens, get out your pencils, get out your b- blood. Does this really say blood? And get out your blank. No, seriously, blank is an option, and it's not a bleeped out curse word. And so is blood, apparently. Blood is a thing? It's pen, pencil, blood, or blank on You Better You Bet. Here's Nick and Ken. All right, Ken, we'll begin our uh, week nine NFL betting. By, by the way, like, in, like week eight wasn't even like bad from a betting perspective. Just like, just find no. myself really frustrated by, uh, by, by my fandom. Like, we, we want, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't boring in terms of like the games themselves, but the overall results I found was just like, yeah, like we, we won. We lost a little bit, and then, you know, we've gone 35 minutes. Can we at least, like, can I, like, tip my cap to the Arizona Cardinals real quick for what happened oh, at the end of the Baltimore baby. game yesterday? Close that up early <laughs> that was, for me That yesterday. was, like, the pivot. That was the pivot for, like, did I win or lose the week? 
like need, needed Arizona for a winning week. And, uh, and they got like the miracle of miracles in a game that had like 28 points scored in the fourth quarter or something like that, 27 points, like a completely ridiculous series of events. They're never going to win the game. Once it gets to the fourth quarter, they're never going to win the game. They keep backdoor, give up a touchdown, backdoor again, field, and then the series of events with like offsides, field goal at the end to lose by seven, just like absolutely crazy, like 20 different plays we could go through in that game, but uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm sure I've had 10 of those go against me. I'm sure I've had 10 go for me. That was one that went for me, and it felt amazing. It felt great. The, the afternoon slate was was sick yesterday. I tailed yeah, you really on the good. Cardinals, which was great. Bengals went out right. How about my Denver Broncos? I, I said last week I thought the Broncos might win the game, and then, of course, I wussed out yes. and didn't bet the Broncos on the money line. But still, what a game yesterday. Also, it, I, it was me and me alone that knew early in the week that Patrick Mahomes would have, a flu, have the flu. Credit mm. to me. On the other side, the Titans and the Steelers coming up on Thursday night. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. All right, this is back with a snap. Here it is. He throws it long down the field. The pass will be intercepted and running up the field with the football and stepping out of bounds is the interceptor, and that is Johnson, and that ends the game. The zeros are there. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. That is the uh, the legendary Bill Hillgirl with the call on WDBE 102.5 in Pittsburgh. Uh, That's that's like the beauty of like when you get like a homer on the radio. And I I promise that's not meant to be an an insult. Some people may take it as such. But I feel like, look, if you're from Pittsburgh and you're a Steelers fan, like you don't want like your play-by-play guy to be like, ah, Trubisky's intercepted and the Jaguars going to run the clock out. It's like, no. Big win for Jacksonville. Oh, my goodness. The best. Do you remember um, Bob Lamy was the voice of the Colts for a really long time? And his calls would be like, it would be like the end of the game. I'm trying to think of like who like was an AFC South kicker that would like 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 Rod Baronis with like the Titans Rod or whatever. Baronis. Like no yeah. no 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 rest in peace Rod Baronis who passed away. But yeah. like it'd be like it'd be like Baronis lines up for a 58 yarder to win the game and the kick is up and the Colts lose. And we'll be back right after this. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can you can somewhat you can appreciate that a little bit as a as a fan of the uh, of the local team. Anyway, uh the. the if I were doing play-by-play for the game, it would have been more colorful the language used as the Steelers don't even cover teaser lengths. Forget about winning the game. Yeah, also, you, it's also rich at Steelers fans and Steelers players bitching and moaning about, like, the refereeing, the officiating in the game. Like, hey, guys, you got the gift of, like, the worst spot in NFL history the week before against the Rams. Like, maybe co- cool your jets for a little bit on the officiating, okay? Pittsburgh, like, play a better game and, like, maybe your quarterback, Kenny Pickett exits every game with an injury. Maybe that would be good if Mitch Trubisky didn't come in and throw the game away also like jacksonville might be pretty good i think you and i disagree on that but we could talk about that as we move along but for now we'll begin our handicap of week nine jake bring the music up thursday night football as the steelers coming off the loss to jacksonville host you'll love it at levis will levis and the tennessee titans uh right now pittsburgh in between a two and a half and a three-point home favorite the total is 36 uh mike tomlin addressing the media earlier today kenny pickett with his rib injury um tomlin said quote the door is ajar for him to start 
Uh, that sounds to me like we're probably going to see Trubisky, but obviously things can change, right? The door ajar for him to start being called a game-time decision. Thursday night is the game, obviously, so we'll see about Pickett. The Steelers have already ruled out star safety Minka Fitzpatrick with a hamstring injury, so no Minka. Like, think about the downfield passing game for the Titans, what it looked like on Sunday, and now no Minka Fitzpatrick, the best member of their, uh, the back end of that secondary, no Minka Fitzpatrick for the Steelers, and it's not official that Will Levis is going to start, but I think likely was the word used by a bunch of NFL insiders. Mike Vrabel saying that if Tannehill doesn't go, it'll obviously be Will Levis that gets to start. So I think we can we can accurately say that Levis will quarterback the Titans. We think it'll be Mitch Trubisky, but not 100% there. Maybe it's Kenny Pickett. So Ken, Steelers in between two and a half and three. Total of 36 against the Titans. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Yeah, I think... Uh... This is, I think, one of the most difficult games for me to handicap on the board for this week, because I feel like if this game was on Sunday and Pickett didn't get hurt, I would be really interested in Pittsburgh in the game, and I'd pay more for them, too. Like, I, I would, you wouldn't have to pay this number, but that's not what's happening. Like, it's not like a full week of rest and you get Pittsburgh starting quarterback. Like, I, I'm the person who, like, said I love Tennessee every single day last week, and that was partially because, like, the market for that game was... Not, it wasn't wrong, it was just like being affected by a lot of things that made me want to bet Tennessee. And part of that was like that the ten Titans had an extra week of rest. They were making a quarterback change to someone the other team hadn't really prepared for, probably. The opposing quarterback was brutal and was playing on the road. And the coach of the other team is also really questionable. Like there were all kinds of things in that game where it's like, oh, tennis and the number and getting Tennessee plus points at home in the game. None of those things exist in this game. None of them. They're all gone. Co coach different quarterback different now we'll see who the quarterback is for the other team but honestly whoever starts is better than desmond ritter even if trubisky starts and market for the game different because you're on the road now getting the same number of points short week people have seen levis now in a game they kind of know a little bit about what he's capable of all these are all everything is totally flipped now where i love tennessee last week and now i'm like cool now all of that's gone and now it's okay like i'm kind of interested in playing pittsburgh but now you throw the quarterback injury into it and the short week and that's, that's when I said this is the most confusing game for me. Full week picket plays, I'd lay more than a field goal with Pittsburgh and feel great about it. And now with this market, I actually think there's a chance the Titans get another one because of just the weirdness with the quarterback situation in the short week. Um, maybe that makes, you know, this Levis thing go a little bit longer. It's actually one of the reasons why I bet him uh, more to an offensive rookie of the year because, like, I, I think he kind of got – they caught a break this week. Short week against a team with a hurt quarterback. Now I'm a little more interested in maybe that he could have another big statistical game. So I, I agree with everything you said. If this if this were ever Kenny Pickett and this were the number in the game, it's the easiest bet of all time on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah, even three it. and a half. Sunday, three and a half, I'm betting Pittsburgh. Yeah. That, I, it's, it's, it's really hard to disgrace Steelers with their starting quarterback playing at home on a short week against a rookie quarterback who, like, looked good in his first NFL start, but as you, like, did a really good job of kind of painting it out there, like an entirely different circumstance on Thursday than he had yesterday um, against the Atlanta Falcons. So let's just say that we get the Thursday night. Steelers minus three. Trubisky is the quarterback for Pittsburgh. Levis is the quarterback for Tennessee. Anything you want to do if, if that's the point spread come Thursday night? Haven't checked the weather yet. Uh, my first thought would be maybe the over with how this Titans offense looked yesterday. Honestly, like 30. And it's it's not that it has to be great. It's just like 36, even in like the modern, not modern, but the 2023 NFL scoring era. 36 is uh, is a pretty low number for what we might see with this. Now, you, you got to know a bunch of stuff like who who's playing quarterback for Pittsburgh. And if it's Trubisky, do you get even more of a break on the price where it drops a little bit? But like. I, I think there is some chance that not that Levis is going to be really good like right now, but just that 
as we saw yesterday, he does have something that honestly, like, 10 other starting quarterbacks don't have, which is he has an ability to generate explosive plays because he can make really good deep throws down the field. Like, he has that, and half the starters in the league maybe don't have that. Like, Mac Jones doesn't have that. Zach Wilson doesn't have that. Desmond Ritter doesn't have that. Like, all these guys, it's like, yeah, like, I, this guy this guy has that. And maybe, like, you can say coaching is a part of that, too. I mean, he's making DeAndre Hopkins look like Randy Moss with how he's throwing the ball down the field. Like, it's unbelievable. And he has that already and he'll make a ton of mistakes he'll have games where he plays bad that'll definitely happen over the course of this year i'm sure he'll have some turnovers maybe it's this week but just there is something to the idea that like if he can generate explosive plays then the offense may not be that bad they can kind of like play complimentary football and maybe the total should be a little bit higher we just don't know like it's, it's one game you don't want to overreact so i can't say that with any certainty that was just my first thought when I saw the total of the game is like, is it contrarian over like Trubisky? It drops even more. Weather's fine. And you play like over 35 in this kind of a game. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Magnificent football Monday beginning our handicap week nine in the NFL. Thursday night football with the Steelers and the Titans. Um, I do have something that I think I'd like to bet potentially in this game. But I don't want to do it until we get through the trade deadline tomorrow on Halloween. I want to make sure okay. that the Titans like hold on to their guys, that they don't trade Derrick Henry that they don't trade anybody else because I still think like a potential trade of Henry is on the board because they just here's Tajay Spears and Levis here's like your future for Tennessee and maybe they like accurately assess like hey like we're not going to be able to compete in a loaded AFC this year and maybe they kick the can down the road a little bit or maybe they keep Derrick Henry right so we'll know by tomorrow after four o'clock Eastern we got some great guests coming up on the show tomorrow to talk about all of that I think what I'm what I'm going to do and I don't think it'll be like a huge bet for me if Mitch Trubisky is going to be the quarterback for the Steelers let's say the point spreads three I, I don't even want the points. I think I might just bet the Titans to win the game. And maybe Levis is terrible and he throws four picks in the game, and I acknowledge that that could happen. It's Tomlin with that defense at home on a short week against a rookie quarterback. That could happen. But from what we saw yesterday, I, I think there's a there's a, a probably a pretty good chance that the Titans have the better quarterback in the game with Levis, with Levis and Trubisky. Maybe Levis turns into a pumpkin, but uh, no Minka Fitzpatrick, downfield passing game here for the Tennessee Titans. Now, the offensive line isn't great for Tennessee, and like they did a nice job yesterday against Atlanta, Pittsburgh, and TJ Watt. Maybe a bit of a different story. So I reserve the right to change my mind here. I want to get through the trade deadline tomorrow, but I think I might just bet the Titans to win the game if it's Trubisky, Ken, as the quarterback. I think is probably going to be where I might go with this game and just bet on, hey, I think Will Levis might actually be special. He might be really good, in which case I get the better quarterback at a short at a short price as an underdog on Thursday night. Yeah, I mean I I don't I don't have much else to say on this. Honestly, I think it's uh I think it's it's unfortunate that the schedule broke this way because the way that each team played last week and the way the market's kind of like feeling about both teams, the way we're all talking about both teams, this would be a great week to pay play Pittsburgh normally at like a shorter price than you'd probably get. But we, we're not going to get that. That's It's just an opportunity that should have existed and bad luck it doesn't end up existing because of the, the quarterback injury news and what happened yesterday and the fact the game is on a short week. So kind of just like a bet ruined as opposed to a bet created. And plenty of other games that we're going to end up betting. I think this is one where like, yeah, I'm okay with three probably not interested yet let's see when we get quarterback news later in the week how the market shifts do we come off three one way or another maybe that's what creates the bet but for now nothing and curious like let's say you know on thursday we get word that kenny pickett's gonna play in the game you mike tomlin saying it's a pain tolerance thing but then like we're not gonna know is he a hundred percent is he at risk of re-injury if like jeffrey simmons drives him into the turf like we're just we're, we're not gonna know right um 
if if Pickett's going to play. Um, and if he, what I mean by that is if he plays, like how healthy is he going to be? If indeed he is active in the game, it seems like it's probably going to be Trubisky here playing on a short week. So that's Thursday night football with the Steelers and the Titans. Um, we're not going to have a lot of time here. We'll have, maybe spend the whole segment on it to start next hour. But Sunday morning from Germany. From Germany. Did I mention they're playing this game in Frankfurt, Germany? Maybe the most important high-leverage game of the regular season thus far. Yeah. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins coming off a win and a cover against the Patriots. feel like a lot of people probably pretty upset with the way that game went yesterday. They bet the Patriots and Miami winning the game by 14. Uh, against Kansas City, who lose... Kansas City loses to Denver. The offenses look bad like uh, a couple times recently here. And we have Kansas City opening here, Ken, as a two-and-a-half-point favorite against Miami. And the total is 50-and-a-half. You mentioned contrarian over potentially with the Steelers and Titans. I see that the first number here is a five, and I'm thinking maybe contrarian under. Give us your early thoughts here on this game, and then we can do a lot more coming up to start the second hour of the show. Sure. Uh, obvious first, uh, just like even not even knowing the market for the game, just uh, knowing what the matchup is and that it was this week. Your, my first thought is going to be uh, a continuation of what we've said about the Dolphins all year. And can this game be different? Um, and what I mean by can this game be different is uh, the Dolphins have failed their all their test games this year. They've gotten an F. They've been really bad. They got blown out by Buffalo. Uh, they got outplayed by Philadelphia. Had a pick six to make that game kind of close. Philadelphia was able to move the ball a lot on them in that Sunday night game. So they've stepped up in class uh, and they failed. And they've done it multiple times. And for not the last time this year, but really, maybe really the last time this year, like against like a really, really, really like the best team, uh, they have an opportunity to like kind of show on tape why they could maybe win the Super Bowl or maybe win the AFC. This might be their last chance to do that. And I'm curious if they can do it. Hour one done, hour two for you coming up on the other side. We'll be joined by our pal Alex Christensen, a.k.a. Noops, giving us NBA bets for tonight. But coming up to start, Chiefs and Dolphins. More on that, Falcons, Vikings, Browns, Cardinals. We continue week nine in the NFL.